Hello to all my beautiful souls in this vast multiverse. Today we got a really, really cool episode. I'm actually interviewing someone, so I'm so excited to do this. And today we have on Lexi. She is every kind of wonderful, guys. She does animal communication. Yes, you guys heard that correctly. For all of those people out here who have always wondered, can your animal hear your thoughts? Or like, for example, if you talk back to your animal, can they understand you? Well, Lexi here is a goddamn animal whisperer. That's what I like to call her. And uh, not only does she does animal, like I'm not going to literally call her animal whispering, but basically she's a psychic medium. She also connects, she does readings for animals, humans. She is, she does it also through, I believe, the Kashuk Records. She's a shaman. She's basically the Jane of all trades. So welcome, Lexi. Thank you so much for being on this podcast. Thank you. I've known you for so long now that it feels like um, that this is just ever meant to be. And uh, yeah, I'm just so glad we're doing this. <laughs> me too. Me freaking too. You have such a wonderful energy. And oh, hold on, before we even get further into this, you got to say your big three. What is your sun, rising, yes. and moon? Okay, so my sun is in Gemini, my moon is in Taurus, and my rising is Leo. yeah and I have grounded yeah and I have I don't have too much water in my chart so that's been a huge learning experience but a lot of Gemini placements I think my Venus um and my Mars as well and yeah a lot of air and fire so yeah (laughs) oh man that's I I, hey I'm here for it I love a little fire I love let's get the tornado going let's yes a little bit of a little structured chaos if that's possible yeah (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Okay. So I got to, guys, we are in for a treat today because she, Lexi just has so much knowledge and information and she's so beautiful inside and out and so intuitive. And so just, we just have so much to learn. So everyone's here. We always love to learn on this podcast. So, Mm -hmm. okay. I got to ask first question. I got to ask you because I rarely talk about it on this podcast. So I would love if you could answer this. So Um, first question, do our animals, like do our pets, so I'm going to use a common question. Mm -hmm. Do our pets actually hear what we're thinking? Or for example, there's people who are like, Hey, I try to talk to my dog or to my cat and I feel like they know what I mean, but I'm not sure. Like, what would you, how would you answer that? Um, with a big fuck yes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So Yes. So that's the thing that I try so hard to um, kind of like continuously um, share is that our animals have complete awareness of the things that we say to them, of the things that we visualize. They can pick up on those things, our energy, our intentions. So like when you go um, to work in the morning or if you're about to go for a walk and you haven't even reached for their leash yet or reached for your shoes, that intention's in their mind and they can pick that up in your energy, in your mind, um, visuals, all of it. So like, for example, my, uh, my cat's sitting near me right now and she knows that my intention is to be here with you. And so she's doing really, really well um, by being calm and kind of just resting onto the side of of my room and so there's like there's they they know these things and when we kind of like give them that credit that credit of like hey you know that you know i'm saying these things to you you understand me and the back and forth can start to happen right that's bond can strengthen 
Yes. So they know completely what you're saying. Um, I wouldn't say they really read minds. It's more like you may not know how much you're projecting your thoughts yeah. out there. Yes. So picking up on those because they're so in tune to us. Our bond is so strong. It's, it's, it's telepathy completely. That's, that's, that's what I always thought. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, and, and thank you so much for sharing that info because I think a lot of us always had that sneaky suspicion and you know, mm-hmm. you ever see those little memes or those like TikToks and stuff of people like, I know my cat hears me, you know, those little <laughs> funny things. And it's like, you yes. can kind of look on their face and you're like, I know you're ignoring my Yeah. I see so many videos of people who, you know, there's, there's those videos that people take um, and they'll kind of like write in like script of what they think their dog is saying yes, and they're just yes. doing a silly thing and I'm sitting there like this is so cute because most of the time it's so on track with their personality um and I can really gauge uh an animal's personality from like a photo or a video like that however like with what I do ethics are huge to me and so I will never um communicate with an animal living or past um that their energy or even people's energy from across photos um without permission right because they are right. beings like us it's not like i mean i use the word pet in what i do because that's familiar with people however i don't consider them a, a pet they're they're not there for my entertainment like we are exactly. partners so they have just that same respect um that they deserve and the permission to communicate and practice with them um is 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 big so that's one of, that's one of the things um, that I teach people uh, when I teach them animal communication. But yeah, it's so it's just they're just working partners with you. And um, when I started, I I think everyone. Well, this is the biggest thing I want you to know. Everybody can do this. Yes, that's Everybody. always my philosophy on anything in life. Yes. We all can do anything. I tell. I am a huge firm believer that if there's any intuitive gift that you want to learn, you can. Anything, so seriously, true. anything. Cause I think we're predisposed to like lean towards one way because I think we've experienced that before, whether it's other lifetimes or right. we're just so wired astrologically or whatever, but we have a tendency to lean towards the ones that we kind of already know. However, you have all these available gifts that you can then use. I think when on something that you taught me a long time ago, actually, when you mentioned this, I think how you find lost things. Um, I was like so inspired by that. I was like, shit, I'm gonna learn that. <laughs> yes. Someone lost their keys and I was like, shut up, hold on. Me, me, I got this. <laughs> and I could like kind of move towards them and we found them. And so it's like the only thing holding people back from the belief that they can communicate with animals is them thinking they can't do it. Um oh, true. Yeah. And so when I was kind of younger, when I was kind of when I was younger, I was hugely it was my dream to communicate with them. I, I, I daydreamed all the time about having superpowers where I could understand animals, um, where I could like shape shift into them and go running with, like, it was the full thing. And they, it was so, so silly of me to think that that wasn't possible. However, I knew, I didn't know any better, but when I kind of kept moving and growing up and moving into the, the animal world. So I, you know, got my degree in animal science and went on to train horses and, it came so seamlessly to me and people would kind of wonder like, well, how did you do that fast? Or how does your, how do you just know what they're thinking? Or how did you know he meant that, the, you know, the horse doing that and right. behavior. And they, I already, I, w- I was chalked it up to behavior. Like, oh, I'm just really good at reading their behavior. No, it was energy. It was completely exactly what it's always been. Animal communication. I was tuning into them and 
understanding them on a level that most of us haven't experienced yet. Um, and then I just kind of dialed that from 10 to 100 and just like hit the books for myself and did some self learning and experience and just, you know, learn as I go. Um, and then it just kind of all developed from there and just things just blossomed. So, yes. yeah, yeah, that's actually like, um, I really love how you said where it's like, um, how at first, because like you said, you got your degree, like, you know, a certain certification degree and mm-hmm. certain things. So it's like, you're just assuming, oh, well, I just pick up on this because of this, but I loved how you you realize like over time, like, wait a minute, this is not just me. Like people are just like, wow, you're really good at reading all their behavior. Yeah, It's an actual, like you said, you realize and woke up saying, hell, the, wait, hold, yeah. hold the fucking phone. Hold the goddamn <laughs> phone. I can freaking, this is an energy thing. Like this has been something that's oh, been completely. for yeah. years that I just wrote off like, ah, just my knowledge of just random stuff. No. And I think that's what no. happens to a lot of us mm-hmm. in any area of our lives. Right. Where yeah. like we're all thinking like, oh, I'm going to chop this up to just, eh, maybe I'm just good at it today. Or maybe I'm just, you know, this, but yeah, there's, there's always a, lot a deeper there's significant. Lot of- yeah. That was one of the biggest things for me was, was doubt. And I, I kind of, and that's with any intuitive gift. Like I was very also um, sensitive to energies in the room and, and ghosts and, and everything like that. And, it was very easy for me to see them and it was very visual. However, I doubted so much of that. <laughs> and I really, at one point I was like, okay, fucking enough. Like my little Gemini cold Turkey, like I'm, I'm done with that shit. And I was like, I'm going to, for the next week, not doubt a single fucking thing, like nothing. And I went really, really hard at not d- like taking away from the experience of me seeing those things and feeling those things and when I started that practicing that it was like oh shit like this is actually a thing and it just it just went from there I mean it was crazy but I think what really kind of like hit it over the edge is I had a Reiki session with my aunt um, while I was in college and I'm on the table and she's like okay, like, you know, she's telling me what I might experience or like, whatever. I'm like, okay, like, I just know I'm supposed to be there. Right. And I was, I kind of, I think I kind of freaked her out and she wasn't expecting what came through because I'm like, literally had a, a visitation from like a, the, the wolf spirit. And I had Ooh. like, visuals and I met them for the first time. And it, I mean, it just exploded. And then after that, I was like, holy shit, like, okay, this is, this is big. This is big. So yeah, I went on to practice with them and had a lot of conversations with the horses, um, at school because there were, there was farm on, on campus. Um, oh, that's different. Wow. Like yeah, house on the prairie vibes, but like, <laughs> yeah, you yeah, in the was, modern world and shit. I'm loving yeah, it. Yeah. I went to school in Wisconsin. So like super, super, you know, small country college, whatever. Makes but, sense. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, what, yeah. A, what a cool world. Like that's so cool. Yeah. I mean, of course, like I'm sure all the Wisconsin people are like, yeah, it may sound cool to you because you're far away. Yeah, I mean, I lived and breathed horses and that's what I went to school for. Um, that was the main goal. And when I was I was um, being a teacher assistant for like an advanced advanced Western horsemanship class or something. Um, and I was having a conversation with the horse I was on because I had actually interned at the ranch for out in Wyoming where she was from. And so I saw her when she was like two years old and then she ended up at the school and I was like, do you remember me? And she's like sitting there like, 
oh i said you were really young when i when i was there i mean you may not remember me but then there's another horse from that same ranch in the class that I, that i was helping teach and I, I looked at her and i was like did do you remember her like you guys are on the same ranch and i'm like i'm having this like full-on conversation with them and they're like responding they're turning their head to look at each other they're mm. like i mean it was so intense and i had to like break out of that silly um like i was in another world so i had to like come back to the present moment and be like holy shit did that just happen and then carry on with my regular life i'm like how does this how does how do these worlds combine you know <laughs> right yeah <laughs> so yeah i kind of made him combine i guess yeah that's beautiful and like I just love how easy, like, and, and it's, it's what I always say about everything, like connecting to spirit or connecting, like, especially, you know what I always thought, like when I viewed animals, right? Like I, <laughs> I always felt, and, and I, and I know you, you know this, that like how <laughs> they're way more connected to the spirit realm than oh, yeah. I've ever seen in any kind of like being here on earth, like insects, animals, domesticated, non, whatever, Completely. all have this unique purity of just like, it's like, you know, I, I, every time, it, you know, every time I'm near an animal, whether it's like, like, or, or a bird, it could be anything. anything you just feel yeah. this magical sense. And I think we all can feel that when it's like, oh my God, an animal came up to me, you know? Yeah. Lexi, you're going to find this funny, but it literally happened a couple days ago. I, I almost, I didn't post about it because it's a funny placement. Well, a couple days ago, I'm taking a hike and a freaking white moth lands <gasps> literally on my butt. Like, literally, <laughs> okay, like, not like not like completely like in the cheek like all up in it like it wasn't that deep like it's not trying to find a new home up in my ass and shit but it was literally like on like the side of my butt like going towards my hip so you know it wasn't like completely like like I said it wasn't on the ass but you're, you're the nice point that matters is, that's yeah cute. <laughs> right it's like what it said we love this thing um you know, so funny I mean I think we overlook those little significant things too I mean they could be so small like like something landed on you or like uh I don't know you see a bird and it looks straight at you in your eyes like we we overlook those things so much but they're so so good animals are so good at reminding us of who we are and what we have as blessings and um as skills and also as things that we need to kind of work on i mean for example if you have a phobia of some animals that it's a huge representation of what you're kind of shutting down in yourself so i have like a huge fear of spiders i did it was horrible a horrible fear of them yeah me too and yeah it's yeah and it's gotten better. Um, I don't think I'd ever hold a spider. However, I, I do my best to like give them space and like, you know, I, I've set boundaries with them. However, when I looked into that of like, okay, I'm, I'm sick of being scared by these spiders. Like they're so tiny. They don't ever want to hurt me. I, I right. know things, but like, what's the real issue? Because I've never had a horrible experience. Like I just, what is this? And it ended up being a, a very um, intense past life thing where the symbology of the spider was what I was fearful of. Um, and it just ended up being a really, really healing experience, just kind of meditating with the spider. Um, and and we're, on, we're on better terms now. <laughs> me, um, it's more like, I appreciate you and I see how beautiful you are. However, don't come near me. <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah i think but you know it's it's such a common phobia it's in this world you know so that? like 
I'm afraid of spiders. You're afraid of spiders. Like, yeah. why are we all scared? And it's and you know what? I read on it. I'm like, I remember Googling it. Like, they they literally have no interest in humans. So why no. are we fearful of these they, little things? You know, it's, it's yeah. And in my meditation, I was like, why? Why is it that? Even just looking at how they're built kind of creeps me out. I don't know what it is. It's not like I think they're they're so symmetrical. It's so beautiful. They have have really cool colors and they're so unique. However, something about it, they're you know something about it. Their physiology or their anatomical structure is just super offsetting to me. And I kind of asked. I was like, "What? Why are you so intimidating? Like, why? I mean." What, what's going on here? And one of the biggest things they're like, we're the weavers of time. Like we Ooh. can break and erase time and we can shred it and move it and completely sculpt it. And that is so intimidating to a soul that is unlimited in potential. And that if you can't, sometimes if we don't feel like we can control something, we get fearful of it. Right. So true. We can't control time. We can't control things that have already happened to us or we can't see the whole picture even we tend to kind of like put up like kind of our hackles to that if that makes sense but I think that's not I mean every interaction you have with an animal is going to be you and them like it's never just one size fits all and you know when there's those the I I like the meanings of animals like when I, I, I give the example of crystals like you look at a crystal and they're like okay rose quartz is for the heart and it's it's for love okay that's like one meeting that you could have on that right right, right. when you get a crystal you like attune it to or you set intention with it to serve you and work together and it has specific meaning to you and same with synchronicity certain numbers could mean something to you that they mean different to other people and animals are the same they can have meanings to us that are different than others it's our relationship with them and their energy that creates that beauty for us. Oh, I like how you said that. That that literally resonates. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. God, that makes sense. And you know, one last comment on the spider thing. Just gotta say, yeah, yeah, I yeah. did get bitten by a brown recluse when I was very young. And that, yeah, I actually did. And you know, it's funny. I had a fear of spiders even before that. So I woke up with it. So, and you know what? They, I read online that it's very rare for them to bite you in your sleep. Yeah. Unless like. I um, must have been swapping at it accidentally. Because, you know, yeah. if you're sleeping, you don't, it's subconscious, you know, like your arm. Yeah, yeah. You're like tickling things. And, yeah. So it turns out I must have did that. And it fucking bit me in my inner thigh. What is up with these fucking insects, animals after my butt and inner thigh? I mean, you know, I'm juicy and shit. <laughs> you know, goddamn, leave me alone. Yeah. I've, noticed- <laughs> I've, had, um, I've had a lot of animals like tell me um specifically horses they've nudged me in places on my body that they're like you need to fix this shit and I'm like what and they're like yeah right here and they'll like nudge me in the same spot again and you know when I started doubting it it was like oh they're just searching for treats or they're just like want attention no like they're they have they haven't like they know they're fucking smart okay (laughs) like right so it's like they know where you're holding tense energy. They know these things. Mm-hmm. They feel these on a level. Like your horses can hear your heartbeat from four feet away at least. Wow, like it's that's remarkable. There's, yeah, like they're they're so animals are just insanely gifted, and I don't think we even breached like the edge of our knowledge of what they're capable of. And so when you start giving them that credit and you start seeing them, they become amazing partners. Like 
my cat here, I call her sometimes like my familiar. Like she knows me on a soul level. Like I dreamt about her before I got her. Like we are so tied into each other and we have work to do. Like she has intention to help me and I have intention to help her. And we're so connected on some like soul level of a contract in some ways. I was just about to ask you that. I was just about to say that. I was going to say like in your experience, do you feel that I've always personally, just before I asked, I've always personally felt that animals pick us and we pick them vice versa, oh, yeah. like on a deeper level. So I was yeah, going to ask you, do you agree with that? Where Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Your animals choose you. Like that's you have chosen when you do those soul contracts before they incarnate, like, yeah, that's, it all happens. I thought so. Um, yeah. And I mean, animals can reincarnate obviously too right and we all return to source they see us again we see them this whole like thing that like animals don't go to heaven or whatever you want to call it is like so ridiculous and like humans on a pedestal that we never fucking earned and it's just whatever so it's like animals and us we all meet we all return to source it's all you know we're partners in this um but they also they think of it as less crazy in terms of death than we sometimes do like some people have a fear of death and it's it's hard for them to to mourn and, and whatever animals are like yeah i just gotta go change clothes real quick i'll be back in a different outfit <laughs> i like how you ordered that God, yeah that is so that's cool. what they say you ordered that. yeah that's what they say they're like oh you know this is so seamless for them to transition and it doesn't mean that there's not sad to leave you behind but like they're like look this body was chosen for a specific purpose, just like ours. When that body gets its time and they they need more uh, different qualities in another body to help continue with you or someone, whatever, they need to switch it up. So, for example, you know, I know some animals, some clients of mine that have, um, their animals have come back to them. And they're like, well why would like and while they're transitioned while they're just soon after they've transitioned um i've asked like well what would you like to come back as they're like well i'm thinking like maybe a bigger dog this time you know instead of a small (laughs) one like they just it's fun for them they get to pick this avatar and they get to like experience life in a new way which completely changes their experience and just logs so much amazing time as a soul so it's just so cool to see those things it is. And especially that's beautiful. And so like, it's kind of like, you're like literally like the medium, like of like, like kind of like you're yeah. still able to connect to them when they're deceased, like literally a medium. Yeah. Like I, you know, I think that's so awesome. Also side note, I have a question. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not as deep as what you were just saying, but I mean, I just have to ask <laughs> yeah. there a lot of people who are thinking that not, I'm not, I'm just going to say me, I'm not even going to project it. I'm wondering <laughs> Can your freaking animal, like, let's say you, you're, and this is for anyone out there with pets and let's say they're dating. Can your animal, like, let's say you're like, you know what, I'm going to bring this person home and just, we're going to Netflix and chill it tonight. So let's say it's the person's like, you're dating this person. It's the first time in the, in your home, your animal, do you believe that animals can size up a new partner or a potential oh, partner yeah. and like yeah, can you let yeah. their owner know if they like them or dislike them? I think people Completely. already have a feeling like it's based on if the animal's being all of a sudden disengaging and they're like, my animal's yeah. so talkative. I don't 
know what's going on. They totally know. They're huge judges of character and energy. Um, I have a Rottweiler. And when I had brought home, yeah, she's awesome. Like, she's a big softie, but she's she's perfect. So when I had brought back, like, a long time ago, a guy to meet her, she was not thrilled. Like, she would sit on me to guard me from him. She sit between us. She wouldn't really, like, she'd want his attention, but she was more, like, trying to get between us and kind of lay on top of me she's like you know this is my human it was almost like she seemed a little like she had separation anxiety which she never experiences oh. and I was, what is going on and this was at a point where I couldn't fully hold conversations with her as intensely as I can now and so with my current partner she's like obsessed with him like obsessed like just completely in love with him and I asked her I'm like what's what is this like what was what is that experience she's like well it just it's just not right like and she was so 100 on top of that opinion and that knowledge and it's like oh they know they know and when they give you insight like just believe them i mean i'm not saying you have to kick someone out the door right away right yeah like, yeah yeah you know, but like if they have an opinion and they like pee in a shoe or something like I mean, don't ignore it, you know, especially if it's not like their normal behavior. Um, and so they, they do this with everyone. They have, they're huge judges of character. Like my, um, my dog doesn't like certain people and she's completely been 100% with how 100% correct with how they've, you know, acted or how they've kind of taken advantage of energy and boundaries and things like that. She knows. Yeah. Yeah. That is so, okay. I always, I always had a feeling because when I was, um, when I had a cat, like I'm, I'm, a, I'm such a cat lady. Love cats. Yeah. Always been drawn to them. Such a cat lady. Love dogs, but I'm more of a cat lady, more of yeah. a cat person. So, but when I've always had a cat, when certain people, like for example, my sister would come by, no problem. But when certain people would come by, usually she sometimes she'll just be way out in the open in the living room where all of us are hanging out. But when one person came by, she would always hide upstairs. Yeah. But when it's but it, it's like so weird. So I'm like, okay, so it's not that you have a problem with people in the house. Right. It's just she can she she would hide only when one or two specific people would come over. But I would right. do experiments and I'm like, okay, so everything else other people are cool and she can sit in a big environment with a whole party and be okay. Yeah. But then when those two people show up she's like runs yeah so i and always like, had that same feeling like okay i feel you yeah they do got right. some weird vibes you know and it's so, not yeah and it's it's like let me be clear like it's not like those people are horrible people it's exactly not people. it could just be it's picking just that, up on something that maybe yeah. they're going through momentarily people you know are so yeah they're so unaware of how a, a lot of people don't know how to manage their own energy we always talk about like people not affecting our energy but we never think about how our energy affects others and so yeah and so when we are so unaware of how we're projecting our energy and like i'll run into people and it's like they have this huge force field that's like pushing into me i'm like bitch step back like what the fuck is that (laughs) like why are you pushing this into me like i can feel it like calm down We're, we're not having an issue like what is going on and they're so unaware I mean, it's people that you interact with that have emotions that are so big, it just feels like it's overflowing from them. They don't know how to control and and manage their energy. And sometimes, you know, what comes into our energy field is bad stuff that we've experienced in the day. We come home and it releases. Well, when you have guests over, their animal can definitely, definitely feel that and experience that. So like I said, it's not because they're probably a horrible person. However, they can look at that and pick that up. 
but it's most likely how they're managing their energy and what they brought with them. That's so true. That's that that makes that that literally makes a lot of sense. And and yeah. I also really love how you said like we don't really a lot of us are so worried about having energy thrown onto us. You're right. Yeah. We never really check in with ourselves and be like, wait a minute, what energy am I bringing to this space? Right. You right. know, I'm so worried. And I think we're, we, we built up this culture of being so paranoid of being impacted. Like, I think it's like, you know what they say, the terminology empath, right? And like impacts yeah. y'all feel everyone's emotions, right? So impact yeah. sensitives, intuitives, people with a, a highly sensitive perception, all the, whatever, labels I could use right we all kind of are so paranoid of being taken advantage of again energetically speaking you know think of empaths right empaths complain where we say well I've had my energy and time taken advantage of because I'm so nice blah 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 so sometimes we go so extra on trying to protect ourselves from someone with that energy or not being not being bothered by that energy that we don't really know that like wait a minute we need to check in with ourselves like by being so protective yeah, that's something the animals were telling me. I've learned this very, very, very deeply. Um, it is never... Now, I t- say this with a grain of salt and, and with, you know, some, you know... Uh, the, the, this is just in, my, in the basic way. It's never other people. It's always you. And that's really triggering to hear to some people. And I'm not saying events that have happened to you or your fault or whatever. I'm saying right. the things that you feel and that you experience are all on you. Like, no one can make you feel a certain way. They can't shove their emotions down your throat unless you look. Right? And it's all about looking inward. It's like, put your eyes in. Like, turn your eyes backwards, look inside. And that is when you're going to find that you have complete control over, you know, changing that. It's a radical self-awareness, but it'll change everything. And it takes a lot of effort to turn your eyes in and look at that. But animals are huge, huge, huge advocates of doing this because they see how it completely brings you into alignment with who you really, really are, your strengths, your beauty, just everything. But it's this whole like role of being a victim of other people hurting your energy is just yep. so yawn. You know? It's like, so true. You're right. Yeah, you're absolutely, you're absolutely right. And I think it literally like everything you said is absolutely true because when we're in that victim mentality, like to the extreme, like nothing positive can ever be gained from a victim mentality. How are we ever going to realize our potential or realize how capable we really are if we keep repeating the same old dramas that what what has been done to us? And like you said, I absolutely agree. There are a lot of events and situations that are outside of our control a lot of traumatic things that shouldn't have happened but unfortunately it did but you know we can only you know um you know become better people when we start to you know take responsibility for our healing we can't take responsibility for someone the bad shit they've done for us that's that person's you know issue they gotta deal with why why someone gave you trauma that's on them but what we can do is take responsibility for our own healing and not being victims you know, to, you know, perpetuating pain right. and perpetuating narratives all the time, we could just take yeah, responsibility. So you know what, I got complete, to heal this. Yeah, it's complete ownership over the things that are us. Animals are huge with this. They are huge examples. They will never not own their shit. They always own their shit. Now, they don't ever see themselves as victims either. And I know when I work with a lot, I work with a lot of rescue animals that have had very, like, 
weird histories or tricky histories or they're mis they're a mystery to their new people. However, we can talk about them and they tell us about them. They're they never see themselves as a victim. They never do. They they're like they're understanding that I don't really want to dwell on the past things. However, you may need to know them so that you can help me heal moving forward. So that's kind of how they view it. They're not like, oh, I'm going to sit at this and, you know, be traumatized for my life. However, they, they're just looking for that opportunity for you to release that baggage on them too. Because sometimes we say, oh, he's rescued. He must be really traumatized. Oh, he's scared of old, he's scared of men. You know, a lot of dogs are scared of men. Well, if you continuously exacerbate that and put that ownership on the dog, they can't release that. <laughs> they that can't catch that. Um, and so they don't, like I said, they don't really see themselves as victims. Um, they just want you to not pity them and just give them help moving forward. So. I love that. Man, there's so much to freaking learn. Side note, side question. Yeah. Um, what is your experience or like, what would you say about like um, animal guides? Oh, um, yeah. What is your experience with animal guides? You know, have you you know, I'm sure we in the spiritual community hear words like animal totems. You ever heard of that? You know, yeah, animal yeah. totems and uh, animal guides and things yeah. like that. What is your experience like? Have you like ran into one? Your animal guide, oh, or do you do yeah. sessions with people where you, you you find their animal guide? What is it? Yeah, like? yeah. I've helped a lot of people find their um their animal guides, and I I don't call them spirit animals just out of respect of of the how that definition can be misunderstood yeah um, mine are animal guardians or animal guides um some people say spirit animal guides but i I've, i don't really I, the only word the word the best words that i've chosen to use is animal guide and yeah. the best way you can explain that is like they are not just the animals that we know on our earth <laughs> they are also mystical like i work a lot with dragons a lot um, and their energy is, is very, very strong and, and beautiful. And there's animals in all these other dimensions and levels of consciousness that we have access to that we have as guardians and we can very much connect with them. So I think one of my first guides, like I said earlier, was um, during that Reiki experience, I met one of my wolf guides. Um, and she's been with me since the very beginning. She's been one of my guides that I've had since birth. Um, and then I've had a lot of other guides either trickle in for certain seasons of my life, or they've been also with me kind of behind the scenes, or they'll kind of been with me since birth, but they'll pop in and then they'll like pop out and go do some work out in the world and they'll come back in and then they'll go out. Like there's, there's multiple different like kinds of guides, if that makes sense. So the animal ones are amazing. They, they are able to be understood just like talking to our human guides or our more humanoid guides. Um, I kind of experience them in the same way that I experience communication with animals that are here. So right. like I'm a very visual person and I can hear them and I'm claircognizant and I'm, I'm just all the things. So how I experience them doesn't vary all that much. However, they do show up in a way that feels a lot more grand, maybe, than grand in energy and grand in presence. Like, they they know their shit and they're coming to, like, really tell me some shit. <laughs> right, yeah. They don't really mess around. <laughs> um, but I think it's a two-way street with relationships. Like, when your guides give you advice, 
what builds your bond with them is trusting that advice and doing it. Exactly. You know, and that's like the only way I've known that's really solidified that, you know, and it may seem crazy, but you know, if they ask you to do something, it's not, or, you know, Hey, can you like meet with me and we'll talk about this or they guide you with the highest, you know, vibration and the highest um, good for yourself, then trust that. And when you do, it just opens up more and more doors. So true. I, I, I firmly a hundred percent agree. Cause it's the same way, like you said, with, with um, communicating to any spirit, which is like yeah. trust when you're trust, when you're actually trusting and telling yourself, you know what, I, even though, you know, and this is how it is with connecting to any kind of intuitive, whether it's an animal or a spirit or spirit guide, whatever you want to call them. It's the same thing where it's like, if you don't trust the first thing you get, and if you're not building that rapport momentum, basically the momentum or the energy that's built between you and whether it's an animal you're connecting with or a spirit guide, the yeah. momentum and the energy builds, the more your trust. So basically trust is the actual foundation really belief in yourself is a huge foundation of all huge. all kind of intuitive work because without right. you know as you know the power of you know trust and belief and it's like i it, it's a huge thing i really love that yeah. so it's the same it's very similar even in um animal communication as well yeah and i mean with lots of people too i think they forget how subtle it can be yes to anyone like it, it can sound in the beginning like your own mental chatter it can sound like your own voice in your head. Now, I know some people don't experience their voice in their head. There's actually like a small amount of the population that actually doesn't think with their I've voice. I've heard about head. that. That's yeah. wild to me. Yeah. So that, when they experience that, you know, I, I've encountered people that when I'm teaching them animal communication, they, they're more of feeling. They can see colors maybe that they relate to emotions or they can feel emotions or a big one is physical sensations like when I talk to animals and they're telling me we're doing a body scan and they're telling me where their pain is then I feel it in my body so there's all these ways that your guides can be communicating with you and in your animals and your your pets can communicate with you however sometimes they're so subtle and so real feeling like they're ours that we forget that it's actually possible for them to communicate in that way and it can kind of be overlooked. Thank you. Wow. Okay. That makes everything you're saying, girl, like, boom, like, mind <laughs> blowing. Like, bitch, I, I, I'm like so excited to be here. Like, this <laughs> makes so much sense. Like, all yes. the dots are connecting because even in my own personal experiences with animals, it's like I, I do connect with them as I do. Like, I talk to a, like, whether it's a quote, like you said, humanoid looking spirit guide or whatever, yeah. I usually use the same kind of techniques. And I don't know, I just really love how you just word things in general. Moving on from this, I, I'm not really moving on, but I have another question. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, in regards to all of this, um, I know you're, you do like, guys, let me just tell you, she's just really great at all things animals. Like seriously, guys, if any of you guys have anything, want to learn anything about animal stuff, it's going to be from her. But I want to say this outside of that, how do you, um, you also, I know that you work with animals, but anything, I have a question, anything outside of animals that you do 
like mm-hmm. anything that you connect with because I know like guys she's a multifaceted woman like it's you know how we're all multidimensional we're here to do tons of shit maybe it's a Gemini and you you're just you, you yeah. you're able to do tons of shit so I just wanted to know yeah I mean if um, you're familiar what else do you do because I know you also do, like or or whether it were even yeah. with animals like what is anything like for example like what is the kind of service that you offer with animals or without animals like have you been dabbing into anything else spiritually speaking or just in a general sense anything you've been interested in that's been kind of new on your path yeah so recently I've done a lot of I've seen a lot of um feminine feminine like energy step forward to talk about womb health and like I've talked to a lot of spirit babies and I've talked to a lot of babies in the womb um a friend of mine is pregnant right now she's actually due in a tomorrow but um really yeah but I've talked to her baby this whole time and we have like the best hangout conversations ever and that baby is so aware and wildly wildly wise beyond belief and and just totally vibes with all the energy that they're 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 used to and that they're sitting in um and it's just so freaking magical to experience that and I have seen them come in more and more of women that are looking to get pregnant. And we talk about um, within the Akashic records, like where we talk about, you know, how that baby or that soul is kind of thinking of coming forward, or I've talked to women with miscarriages lately. Um, And it's just kind of a beautiful conversation to just understand a little bit more about what's going on and how, how these souls are just so, so excited to come in and this new wave, this new generation is going to be so crazy wise. It's it's I don't even know how to explain it. I don't have words, but it's they're they're just going to be spectacular. And I've noticed a lot of people lately prepare for that in their own way. So they're doing a lot of self reflection, a lot of generational healing, in Ooh. order to help them move forward. Yes, um, in a lot of that, um, I do a lot of work in the Akashic records. I am I kind of stem. My sh- uh, sh- shamanic practice, um, shaman being the only word I have that can explain my connection with all of the things. Um, my lineage is Egyptian, the way that I've been integrated into that and initiated. So I do a lot of work with um, the Egyptian um, belief system and, and the the format for how um, we kind of utilize our own energy and power and how we kind of gather our sovereignty and just that's a huge huge aspect of my everyday practice um and so I utilize them and their help a lot in the Akashic records but I mean this that's such a hard thing about the records it's so ridiculously like full of everything literally everything so um I think everything's possible in there and I just have continuously been exploring and seeing what I can um, experience myself in order to bring forward into the world, if that makes sense, because they very much push me through the initiations before I uh, ever offer those things or practice them for others. But um, yeah, I'm kind of like their little guinea pig, it feels sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I've chosen that, you know, I've chosen that um, for this life. So and, and like I said, many lifetimes before as well. So, um, yeah, I think that's that's a big one. Um, let's see. I've spent some time talking to um, what I call a sea monster. Um, I made friends what? with a sea yeah. monster. I'm loving this. Yes, that's so <laughs> fucking weird. I yes. love it. Yes. So he lives. Um, 
he lives like in, I don't know how, I don't remember how it happened, but like I was in meditation and I was very deeply diving into the waters um, because I don't have all that much water elements in my astrology. And I was like, how can I connect with this in a new way? How can I really in, embrace the water element? Um, and I was brought to him and it's just like literally the most insane visual. Cause I dropped down through the ocean literally to like the depths of the ocean, like the, the caverns and the mountains under the sea, like, like insane seascape. And he's just sitting down there chilling and he was sitting down there for millennia, he says, and, and he's been very, very eye-opening into kind of how the evolution of human has come around and the, um, the spiritual beliefs that have, and the energy and the consciousness that has followed. Um, so I kind of hang out with him and I talk with him a little bit. Um, and he's very, yeah, he's very like quiet. He's absolutely ginormous, but he kind of sits, um, mostly hidden because he's just sleeping all the time, really. Hibernating, hibernating, he says, but. Oh, that is so, so freaking cool. Yeah. I mean, it's just. I, it's just unbelievable what you, what I think once you release doubts and you really embrace, you, you get open to these things. Like I work with dragons a lot, a lot. Like they're my oh, main. Oh, tell me about I the mean. dragons. Yeah. I, I always been like, sometimes in certain readings with certain people, yeah. when I, I, I will, or if I do the spirit guide class, like I will see a vision of a dragon. I yeah. never dive that much deep into it. Like sometimes I see it in certain people, they'll have a dragon spirit animal or like <laughs> animal guide nearby. But, like, I haven't delved deep into it. I never really asked them follow-up questions. So, it's, like, I'm so anxious to hear, like, what is – tell me all about the dragons. What's your experience yeah. with them? What's the differences? Like, do some of them mean something else? Like, I'm all – just let me shut my ass up. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> You're so fun. Um, No. So, the dragons are, are – I don't even know how to explain them. They're just – I've never felt more at home than with them. And I know that that sounds kind of crazy. I mean, and, and you can experience your own lifetimes with them as them. Right. I mean, it's just, they're, they're otherworldly, literally. Um, and they're hugely, hugely, um, they're up there with like the angels and the, in the consciousness and like the 60, whatever the D is that they're the dimension, you know, they're, they're up there. Yeah. Uh, but like just how like I'll communicate with guardian angels, it's just another form of energy. Yep. And so when you communicate with them, they're just they're raw, they're real, they're they don't fuck around. And the, everything they do is 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 thought through with intention. Like if you've ever seen like predators in the wild, no move that they make ever exerts unnecessary energy. So Never. true. Never. They they see everything mapped out planned out um and they're they're adaptable and they just they know what they want there's this ferocity to them i think that's why like the air and the fire in me is like the air is the breath and the fire is their fire and it's just so raw to feel that um and so there's lots of different types of dragons i you know this is where i say everyone's practice is different because my dragons kind of laugh at the idea that there's like a color system to them which I see all the time everywhere. Like when I started looking into them more, they were like, don't you, don't, don't go, don't Google. No. They're like, if you want to learn anything, never Google. I was like, really? And they're like, no, like you don't need to know anything because that's someone else's experience. You're building an experience with me. Damn, that's true. 
Yeah. So I, you know, if you're looking to learn more, I mean, ask yourself, ask your guides before you Google. But they were like kind of laughing at the system. And I was like, well, what do you mean? Like color holds emotion, color holds energy, color holds meaning. Why is like, why are this, the color meanings are, why aren't they working? Like, why, why wouldn't that be it? And they were saying how that is a very limited view of how much they are. Like they were saying that was a glimpse into the very basics of who and what they are and what they could embody. And I was like, wow. So, I mean, we, we have lots of main colors in the world, right? But that's only a handful of definitions compared to what they can be. So I was like, wow, okay. Um, and so the more that I started connecting with them, they, they all have their purposes. Um, there's uh, different color dragons that do represent certain things. However, I don't look at them as colors or I don't look at them as like Eastern dragon, Asian dragon, Amer you know, like that, where you right, have yeah. category, you know, but I would say that it's very much a personal, um, it's a personal journey because I think <laughs> I've helped people and um, also connect with their own dragons as well. And it's such a freaking beautiful thing. Like I can't stop. I can't not sob. Like I'm sitting over here like, you know, <laughs> going through this thing. <laughs> try not to cry as I'm guiding them through it because I'm like, it's so insanely beautiful to be matched and to meet your dragon and then just have them be there. I've, I've never felt that level of love from any other guide. And I, I hate to say that because they're probably all going to hit me on the head, you know, after saying that, like, how dare you not feel our love? But it's more like the intensity and the, um, the, see, I'm at a loss for words. How do you, how do you, how's a Gemini at a loss for words? But <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but like, it's just, it's so hard to explain. I mean, they're so perfect. They're just perfect. Um, However, they're, they're raw. So like when I've done a lot of, oh, when I've done a lot of energy clearing, um, they like to consume, they like to consume that energy. Um, I wouldn't think that like normally someone would be like, yeah, let me eat that evil shit over there, you know, that you're trying to remove or whatever, or the, you know, the entities that you're do clearing out of someone's energy or whatever. And they're just like, yeah, it's snack time. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, <laughs> Like, so you know what this sounds like? So it sounds like they're they would probably be really good with, like you said, energy clearings, deep healings, maybe yeah. even like dealing with like maybe releasing traumatic events, possibly Extremely. the way they sound and pretty intense like that. Sounds like yeah. they could, you know, really help someone work through that. So sounds right. like the dragons could be really good for like, like you said, energy clearing, any kind for of sure. negative influence over you or even your own negativity you need to get out or, for sure. or just uh, like, I don't know, just, I just had this weird thought as you were talking, I just had this feeling like maybe with helping someone through their trauma, a traumatic experience. Yeah, and completely. Yeah. I mean, and I won't lie. Like I've had definitely experienced my own amount of trauma that takes time to move through and they've been right, right there to be completely um like as much as they're ferocious they're gentle and they protect their own and they're they're not they're, like you don't want to fuck around with someone else's dragons you know like just it's just it's just not a good way to move through life but i would say um they've been monumentally helpful in, in helping move through those experiences 
but um, you know, clearing the energy of your house, they would love to do that. They just want to be there. Like I've literally I've driven like to someone's house or I've driven, you know, in the country, I'll just be driving on a road and all of a sudden I'll look up and I'll see them flying over me. And I'm like, oh, hey, nice to see you guys. Like they just like to be there. They like to be around. They like to watch over you. Um, it's just, it's, it's a different kind of relationship. And I think it, I think people underestimate sometimes, like you can be so like relaxed with, with your guides. I really think like people don't understand that because I will go for car rides and I'll be like, okay, like asking one of my guys to sit in the front seat with me and we'll just drive. We'll just drive and I'll have lunch. And it's like, it sounds kind of weird now that I think of it, like say it out loud, like I have imaginary friends, but like, (laughs) it's like, you can have such a relaxing um, relationship with them. I think that's really important because I don't like, I don't like putting them on a pedestal. Right. I agree. Is that the the connection, or that distance that that creates this these obstacles you'd have to move through? But, um, yeah, I just think it's it, they're just awesome. <laughs> I don't have any yeah, words. <laughs> yeah, right. It's just like no other words for it. Seriously, and and I agree with that. It's like uh, building that um relationship with your guys in a general sense, where you're to the point where it's like that's how I see how my guys were. It's like we're just friends. Like it's just like I can yeah. pass off bounce off this idea off this friend, bounce yeah. off my thoughts, my you know, my emotions. It's like just having a very supportive friend and like you said, invisible friends are the greatest. So I, I totally, totally understand. Um yeah. wow, you're so freaking knowledgeable. Amazing. Um so I wanted to also ask you, um is there um side note on the monster thing going back to the monster yeah do you believe in you know the um the age-old tale the Loch Ness monster have you ever heard of that oh yeah 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 so I studied abroad in Scotland and I swam in Loch Ness so when I was there I was like what's going on who's in this river or who's in this pond you know (laughs) who's in this lake um but I didn't really feel anything and I you know I look into those things and then I get told like it's not really that important. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. I mean, I'll hear things like, you know, conspiracy I love conspiracies. They're so fascinating to me. Um, and I know you love them too. I know you you definitely know more about them than I do. But um some of them I'm like I get insight on and it just is not anything that I really feel like sharing because I'm like, it doesn't matter to me. Right, exactly. You know? However, it's fascinating. So like with the Loch Ness, when I swam in the Loch Ness, it's like absolutely freezing and it's so murky. Like it's so completely dirty water. Like I had a GoPro with me um, and I kind of went under the water and it's like, you can't see five inches in front of your face. Damn. Yeah. It's, it's just super, super dirty. And it's not the hugest lake either. Um, so it, I, it's hard for me to say that there's no nothing in there because i just said that like i talked to a sea monster in the middle of the ocean so like <laughs> you know who am i to say that there's not um but i think that's that's so fascinating the loch ness i've always been kind of fascinated with the idea of nessie um and i will say like being in scotland it feels otherworldly just it's such a different vibe i bet it does like question it has nothing to do with anything but like in Scotland, what was so random, but what was the food like there? Oh, like meat and potato. Any form of meat and potato that you could make is what we had. Like 
I definitely tried haggis. That wasn't bad. I think it was just people can't get past the stomach that, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, but no, it, it's, it's normally like a, a form of meat and a for, form of potato. However, there was like in Edinburgh, there was a amazing little soup cafe that probably could fit like maybe 10 people inside, but they had like the best soup <laughs> I've ever had in my life. Um, and there's pastries and there's good coffee and there's just, I would say it's very hearty food, very hearty food. Like there's a reason I gained like 10 pounds all I was there. So, and happy about it. Happy about it too. <laughs> oh, I love it. And, and one last question is I've obviously never been over there. Um, okay. So what was like, okay. Energy wise. So, you know, yeah. I, I firmly believe every country, every state, every city has its own energy, has its totally. own collective energy. So speaking of Scotland, energetically speaking, what did you feel as an overall vibe in certain cities or for the overall country? Could you notice yeah. any difference, like ener- energetically yeah. speaking? So in Edinburgh, it felt very light. It felt very fresh to me. However, it also felt really old, the whole place, the whole country. When you went up to the highlands, um, it felt ancient. Like it felt like those stones had been some of the original. Like it just... It, I mean, I was staying in a palace that was haunted for sure. And I never really wanted, it was like, it was like, yeah, it was an interesting experience, but there was so much history. I mean, like I was literally on a property that used to be um, the, it was used to be the, uh, what was it? A Duke's house, like a Duke's palace. And it was on, they had turned his whole palace yards into like a county park. And then they obviously had their own form of worship on the on the property. So they had this small church for their own use. And there was a time where I literally went into the crypt of the church to help them clean it. And I was down there in the, like below the stone floor of the church oh, in the dug out bottom <laughs> and I was cleaning these coffins of people that had lived hundreds of years ago and I'm like this is the crazy shit I think I've ever done like what is <laughs> what am I doing here? <laughs> like I was definitely not the one let up the ladder last <laughs> but it's just old and there's history and it's um it was very magical like I think like dragons love to hang out in the mountains for sure. And so like when I was around mountains or I was around the hills, they just love to fly around there. Um, as well as like when I was uh, near like the shoreline, like uh, on the cliff and you could see over the edge and you could just see all the ocean. It was the perfect place to fly if I was a dragon. Like just- Ooh, sounds beautiful. Yeah, it was nice. Oh, that is so, God, that is so cool. So cool. Um, okay. Um, another question. Um, God, I know I'm, I'm so inquisitive. Um, no, I love it. I, love it. I know. Like, God, I have a question after question. Um, just random literal shit just popped on top of my head. That's yeah. how all these questions really pop on top of my freaking head. Um, going back to the animal stuff. So if mm-hmm. someone were to ask you, what would be the most effective way to just kind of like for example if you want to check in on like okay let's say someone is worried that their dog like they got they got their dog new dog food and they're like wait a minute I don't know if this is something that he really likes is there any advice that you can give to someone to figure out if certain like foods or certain places in the house like how does someone pick that up like like just 
you know, just, I don't know, I'm just randomly thinking about it, like, how yeah. to know if your dog or pet is really into their food or not, or if they really yeah, like this yeah. new stuff that you're, you're trying out. Yeah, they definitely have opinions on it, and if you want to, I mean, if you're new to it, and you're just like, okay, I think I can only get a yes or no answer, it's more like, you know, they, they could, they could talk forever about it, they'd be like, you know, some animals are very chatty, um, just like me as I'm, mouth and my whole mouth anyway <laughs> um, <laughs> I was like, we wanted to say please girl do not worry as much as i trust me i, get oh, it. <laughs> I love hearing myself talk that's for sure um <laughs> i don't deny it um okay so yeah so my, my biggest tip would be to um to really kind of whatever your your grounding practices whatever your centering practices is to do that a lot of times i'll just take a deep breath and just kind of focus on where I'm holding energy in my body and I'll kind of just settle it where it feels most secure. And then um, I'll kind of imagine that my focus or that my intention or whatever energy you have is kind of, especially around your heart, like we connect with them through our heart. And so expanding or opening your heart chakra to kind of connect with them is a huge way if you want to have steps or to visualize um, and then you can also like connect your brain to them and just be like, okay, I'd love to exchange ideas right here. And then just simply ask them that question. I think a lot of people forget that just talking to your animals is probably the best thing you can do to inform them of things, especially if they, um, if you have questions or if they're maybe like have separation anxiety when you leave for the, for, leave the house, giving them information and as much detail as possible is never a bad way to go. Like it can change everything for you. So asking them the question, informing them why you want to know. So for example, I could be like, you know, Hey, Max, the dog or whatever. Um, I know like you're not really eating your food, but I'm, it's brand new food. Do you not like it? Can you please share with me like why you don't like it? And, you know, like try to, you know, help me connect with that. Just very, something very simple. And then you can sit and quiet and observe them. You can actually, you can close your eyes or keep them open, but really you're just trying to be, create your awareness as more of a connection with them, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, thank you for that. Like for these tips, man, yeah. like this is, yeah. Like you're, you're just so like really just amazing and knowledgeable. And I really feel like a lot of people, everyone, I, I mean, I literally like everyone has not everyone, but most of us do have some kind of pet. So it's yeah. really, this has just been so enlightening. Now, gotta get, gotta, okay. Not gonna keep you on here for too long, but I do want to say this. One last question that's gonna be what I call the weird question. I love to get fucking Ooh, weird. So let's it. get fucking weird. Yeah, let's do um, it. <laughs> what do you think about um, the idea of like, a hybrid animal species. So for example, oh. like half animal, half, I don't know what the hell to I use. Like, are you talking about like a griffin where it's like multiple animals? Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Is that, oh, what my idea of this? Oh, I definitely think they're around. Definitely. See, here's the thing. Like, <laughs> I think this is so funny. It's like everything's hiding in plain sight. Where do you think all the people got the idea for these books, for these movies, for these yeah. imaginative things? Like they had to come from somewhere. I always thought there's, that too. Yeah. And when you, when there's something like, I mean, obviously there's some obscure books that have really unique characters, 
But there's some that you see all the time. Dragons are one of them. Unicorns are one of them. Griffins are one of them. And, you know, huge manta rays in the ocean are one of them. Like, obviously, that's a thing. But some people kind of overestimate or they underestimate. They underestimate sometimes the the power of, of memory, of soul memory into these things. Mm, um, so true. And, yeah. And so I don't like to say there's nothing out there. Like, I'm, I'm someone that's always like, until I see, like, proof of you saying it's not there i'm gonna believe it can be oh that's a great what great mindset i love that i love that like staying completely open and also um i don't know if you heard this but there are certain even alien races that kind of there's different alien beings and alien races that kind of look like half animal half something else so for example they got like what's called the cat the cat alien race so it's like they have all the characteristics of the cat but they're like standing up straight you know and they're yeah, like yeah. half animal half this and there is this theory that some of our animals were actually seeded from different planets no shut up you know what <laughs> you know what this reminds me of something my, my sister's cat told me one time i lost my shit it was crazy so i i was talking to a friend and she she's very much toxic to aliens and I don't have as much experience with aliens because I feel like I have so much already. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'll go there important. someday, but like, and I have gone there someday, but I have gone, had that experience. But um, I was asking her, she's like, cause she was talking about the cat thing too. That came up with her too. And there was like, yeah, like she says something about there's an alien race that really like works with cats or like some connection to them. Right. Right. And so I look at my sister's cat and I said, and I was kind of joking with her. I was like, do you talk to aliens? And she's like, what, our brothers and sisters, you mean? And I'm like, (laughs) what? (laughs) I was like, shut up, tell me more. I couldn't believe it. So, yeah, I don't know. And, and, I mean, when you said earlier about how cats are just seem so much more uh, attuned to energy or energy, you know, that's not a lot. Like, that's totally true. Like, cats are unbelievably powerful, and able to move energy in a way that I've never seen in other animals. Thank you. I've always thought that. I swear to you, like, um, even when my mom passed, my cat would always lay in the bed with me. It's like, she just knew. And it's like, I think she was trying to like, you know, help move my energy and help stabilize my energy. I really, I firm believer that they know what the hell's going on with us. And then number two, they also have that like, you know, like, as you know, you ever see those videos online where I'm sure you've seen them where people document their dog or their cat looking up at the ceiling and their heads going left and right as if they're oh, yeah. looking at something oh, yeah. flying or some kind of Oh, they of see that stuff. People ask me all the time. They're like, is my dog seeing stuff? I'm like, no, my, like they are. Like actually the other day, I don't know, I was having like a really tough week and I don't know, something must have followed me home. But like I was sitting, I was talking to my mom actually and she, I, I looked up because I felt something at my right and there was someone in the in the doorway like a black figure in the doorway. And I was like, the fuck? And all of a sudden my Rottweiler goes, and she looks right at it. And I was like, you see that Mila? And she's like, you know, gets all upset about it. And I look over at the thing and I was like, get the fuck out of here. Like, no, not today. And then it left. And she was like, why don't you go check it out? So she got up and she went to the doorway and she's like looking around in the hallway. 
like they see those things they know <laughs> they do I always I always even when I was younger I always knew I always felt it I always knew I'm like every time they look around they're definitely looking at spirits oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. and like your cats can work do energy work on us like my sister's cat she will sit on anyone that has physical pain and she'll just help yeah oh I know that just man I uh I I really like have this weird undying connection to cats like it's just so weird I just oh it it hurts that where I live right now I don't have any pets or any cats nothing but yeah when I I move again I'm totally gonna just have like 30,000 cats I support that nothing in that ridiculous (laughs) I am a firm believer like don't fucking get all this shit that you can't take care of right 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 right. some people go overboard and like you know you don't want the you know you got to spread your attention and energy yeah you know manageably you know but I, I do want like 30,000 though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, animals, it's so worth it though, too. I mean, they all have their unique, um, they all communicate in their unique way. They all have their own gifts. Um, one of my clients, actually, she had a snake that I was talking to and I was asking what the snake was doing. Cause I didn't, she wasn't telling me too much about the snake, but I was like, okay, it's telling me that she does like this shivering thing. Like she's shaking and she's like, oh yeah, she like gets, like this vibration in her body and she looks like she's shivering and I was like well that's her version of moving energy the snake literally saw energy in color streams and she showed me and I was I've never seen anything like it and then she would move and vibrate different parts of her body to move the energy in the room and I was like holy shit it was so cool and she I was like yeah if she's doing that just let her do her thing she's trying to help the energy of the room she's trying to circulate it it was so cool God, that is. And a snake out of all, like, you know what? No one ever thinks about snakes. I mean, of course, my, I do a lot of hikes out here in Arizona and even in California when I was living there, there's so many garden snakes, so many random rattlesnakes, you know, yeah. all these trails and everyone's like, oh, snakes. So it's like going back to what we said earlier about how spiders are a common phobia, but so are snakes. And I, both those. Yeah. You know, I, I've I, never, never been afraid of snakes. I actually really? Really love snakes. I love them. And I think that's because they're so closely tied to dragons. Oh, um, like with crocodiles and alligators, they're very tied to dragons as well. Um, a lot of people think the Komodo dragon. Um, yep, definitely. Like any type of lizard, reptile. Yeah, I love, see, and I love regular lizards. <laughs> yeah, very much tied to that. Um, the energy is very similar. Um, so, yeah, I, I do like snakes a lot. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't think I'll ever get one because. I, I just, I don't think I would give it the credit, like you said, with all the cats. Like, <laughs> don't, it'd be probably too much for me. And I didn't want, I, I always want to introduce animals into the house that my other animals are like agreed upon because um, they have opinions too about that. But yeah. 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 That definitely makes sense. Um, okay. Well, I just want to say thank you so much for <laughs> taking the time to be here today. And also, guys, um, I'm going to list all of Lexi's, like, her website, how to find her. But while I have you here, can you also speak a little bit about, like, your services, what you offer, and your offerings? Yeah, totally. So right now I have have hour-long Akashic Records sessions where we go in and we really can do anything. Um, I've done a lot of, we do a lot of energy healing. We do some soul retrievals. We do, I mean, we really just need whatever you need. Um, and that's guided by the keepers of the records and your guides. Um, and then I have, uh, I think, 30-minute and an hour-long animal communication readings. So that can hold um, up to, like, one to three pets, however many you have, we can talk to. Um, and that also includes passed-on pets as well as the living. 
Um, and then I have an animal communication course that I have. It's all do yourself on your own time, lifetime access, but it goes through eight weeks of, of teachings on how to start with your experience in animal communication all the way up to kind of the topics that um, are just a little bit more advanced just to understand. So it, it's seriously like I poured my heart into that and I've had really, really good, amazing students go through that um, and just have the really, really cool experiences. You know, that would work for anyone that's just wants to communicate with their own pets or if someone wants to start a small business or if you're a vet tech looking to help your patients a bit, stuff like that. So um, those are some of the ways that you can reach me. Um, and yeah, that is so awesome. Awesome. And guys, I'm going to list her Instagram and yes. her website. I'm going to put it in the Spotify about me and as well in my captions when I do, whenever this episode does get posted. So thank you so much, Lexi, for thank sharing you. your wisdom, your knowledge. You are such a beautiful person inside and out. So I'm so honored that you came onto the podcast today to help shed some light on animal stuff on, on our asses on the podcast. So thank well, you. Thanks to you. You've, you've created such a safe container for us to really get weird. And I love it. I love it. Thank yes, you. This is the weird, the weird shit, the weird hour. That's what I mean. We're all of us weird. We're all here together in the cool, weird yeah. shit. So I'm, yeah. I, I'm so glad uh, you feel that way. I'm so glad. Cause that's, I'm, I'm honored. I would love to be the safe space for all the weirdos in this world who yeah. always felt like they, you know, couldn't really, I don't know where to ask this question. It's so off, you know, so it's like, no, <laughs> you, they're somewhere right here, right they're here. here. We're here. Um, we're here. <laughs> so thank you so much once again. And you're such a blessing. And I know you're in, and thanks for helping us and, and, and just enlightening us with all this information. And I'm sure that there's tons of people who are going to like really be so excited about this animal topic. So I'm so excited. Thank you. Thank yeah. you again. And um, guys, you can, find Lexi she's gonna and like I said you can find her on Instagram at white flame commute at white flame communication and I am gonna link all of her stuff thank you thank so much you. Lexi yeah of course thank you all right take care <laughs>